This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a TGIF edition of Daybreak here on the Built by Bama Online podcast. Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com. With you three times per week, this one on Friday, March the 6th, 2020, another busy weekend for Crimson Tide Sports. Uh, You've got Alabama gymnastics to consider. You've got Alabama baseball looking to extend that perfect start with Lipscomb in town for three games. The Alabama softball team opens SEC play at Rhodes Stadium tonight at 6 o'clock, scheduled first pitch of six o'clock as the Arkansas Razorbacks visit the Rhodes house. But we're going to talk this morning with Hank South, our outstanding recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com about a uh, sizable, sizable football recruiting weekend on tap for Nick Saban and his staff Uh, in Tuscaloosa. It is another junior day, the second of two junior days for the Alabama football program during this off season. And Hank, as we bring you on here, I guess we'll start more from the logistical side of things and kind of what goes into a junior day. And is it really just a junior day or is it more along the lines of a, an underclassman day in general? Yeah. You know, I think you could call it an underclassman day in general. I think the main thing is these events are, are more focused around uh, you know, it's an invite-only event, essentially. You know, you, you, when you see Bama host recruits during game weekends in the fall or, you know, at camp in the summer, um, you know, that, that's more kind of dozens of more people. Th- this is more kind of a uh, – it's a smaller, more private event. Um, it's focused on, on, you know, the coaches being able to have some more one-on-one time with, with their top targets uh, early on in the cycle. Um, it kind of gives us a little bit of a preview of who, who they're really pressing for um, early on prior to, to spring evaluations and, and summer camp, of course. Um, and, and, you know, it's just kind of structured around um, these guys getting a really in-depth look at Alabama where it's not, you know, all, all these guys on campus at once where you kind of just, uh, you know, in big groups and you don't get a lot of one-on-one time. I, I think I know they do like a players panel on junior day. Um, obviously, you meet with Nick Saban, um, you meet with your position coach, you, you go through, uh, you watch film and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's just a, a more in-depth look for, for the, really, the guys they really like early on in 2021. And, and like you said, you know, 2022 and 2023 and beyond, as far as way as that may seem, you know, we're seeing some, some priority guys, um, you know, especially in-state guys like, you know, Keldrick Falk. Um, Peter Woods, a defensive lineman from, from Thompson High School, Manuel Henderson, a running back from uh, uh, from Geneva High School. So uh, it, it's definitely uh, an invite. That's the biggest thing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an invite only event um, that's kind of focused more on on priority guys early on. So when we're talking about a pool from which this staff is going to look to draw from for guys who will actually go on to sign in December and perhaps the late period in February of 2021, this is, this is where the pool starts to get, starts to shrink a little bit. This is where it starts to streamline a little bit, or does it, 
or does that not really start to happen until summer camps? You know, it, it does. I mean, there, there's always a handful of guys you look back that were, were junior day guys that, that got offered, especially that first one in February. Um, and typically, you know, it's the weekend before the, the February signing period every year. Um, you see a lot of guys kind of end up being a part of the class that, that were at that event. Like last year, I believe Will Anderson was at that, um, you know, Jaquez Robinson. There, there's several. I could probably name a handful of guys that currently are on campus that were at those early junior days. Um, you know, usually this, this, this February this year was a, was a dead period. So we didn't have that typical second February junior day that we always see at the end of the month. Um, it's been moved to, to this weekend, this upcoming weekend. Um, and, and you know, there's always guys that end up in the class that attend this event too. I, I know Christian Harris um, a couple of years ago was at, uh, the second February junior day. Um, that's when Baylor really started kind of getting momentum for him. But, but yeah, you know, it kind of, you kind of start to see the scope, of, of the class kind of the focus narrow a little bit. And, you know, we always see guys kind of emerge in the summer. I mean, this time last year, Des Moines Kennedy didn't even have an Alabama offer. So there's always, you know, guys that are going to pop up later on, but this is kind of a good little uh, jumping point as kind of where the direction of this class is going. So when we, when we look at this, um, is it, is it a situation where coming out of the weekend, We'll hear of a lot more offers or will a lot of these kids that make their way to Tuscaloosa already kind of have that initial offer anyway before you start talking about the summer camps? Yeah, a lot of the guys this weekend, they they already have uh, they've been offered and, you know, kind of going back to that first junior day as well. We, we see the staff go out in January and and uh, and evaluate these guys during that contact period where they can go into schools and, and see the kids. Um, we see guys report offers on Twitter there, and then they schedule visits to get out to Alabama. So a lot of these guys expected this weekend, and we can go over names um, later on, but you know they, they're already offered prospects, um, guys like Mario Williams, guys like Kane Williams, uh, Raniria Dilworth. Um, so there's a handful, one, one guy that I think is kind of an interesting name that, that has not yet been offered by Alabama. He's the top 50, he's a top 50 receiver in the, in the 2021 class out of Baltimore is Dante Thornton. Um, he's coming down this weekend and, uh, you know, I'd be surprised, you know, if he didn't leave with an offer, uh, making that trip down, he's the number four receiver in the class. So definitely a guy worth watching this weekend in terms of, um, for putting guys on offer watch. What about commitment watch? Um, is there a guy or two that might fit that bill this weekend? Or is it, again, going back to the approach of this Alabama staff, showing maybe a little more uh, due diligence than in some previous years? Um, uh, certainly that's been the case in the last year or two, that, that we've seen maybe more patience from Nick Saban and his staff in terms of firm offers, committable offers. Um, is there a, a prospect or two that, that maybe fit that bill though, even at this early stage? Yeah. You know, I, I think there are guys that can certainly, they have the ability to commit at this point in time. Um, as far as putting them on commitment watch this weekend, it's kind of tough. The spring is always, uh, kind of one of those periods where, you know, guys kind of just, I mean, we have, we have these guys on our radar, they're, they're top targets, they're, they're high choice targets by the album and staff, but uh, you know, some guys will say they'll, they're waiting until the end of the summer to quit and they go on a visit, change their mind and commit. So it's always that, you know, this, these few months are kind of a period of just we'll see a spontaneous commitment every once in a while. So it's not, you know, I, I think a lot of these guys, you know, yeah, you could probably argue to put some of them on commitment watch, but um, a lot of them also are saying their timelines are a little bit their commitment timelines are a little bit later on in the process. 
Um, you know, I, I look at a guy like, you know, Mario Williams, he, he's a guy that, you know, he's getting recruited by everybody that um, the four star receiver from from Florida. Uh, but he's kind of even said he, he's focusing more on Alabama, LSU, Georgia, you know, uh, a Clemson is in there as well. Oklahoma, um, you know, with that kind of narrowed focus, does he decide, you know, this is this is a good opportunity. Bama needs receivers in their class. You know, Bryce Young is is uh, is on board. They got Mac Jones for another couple of years. So maybe that's a guy that decides to, to pop. But um, really, it's it's kind of at this point in the process, you can't really identify, uh, you know, a lot of guys on commitment watch because, you know, it could really be anybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, we talked a little bit last week about the implementation of this sports science strength and conditioning duo and David Ballou and Dr. Matt Rea. It did come to fruition, as we know, earlier in the week. That's got to be a, a good thing from a timing perspective with, which, with who you're going to have in town this weekend, I would think, to go along with the continued uh, construction of that new sports science center. You talk about the importance of amenities uh, it, it, just when you think we've kind of hit our ceiling with what programs can do and implement, it looks like Alabama's on that leading edge once again, and that's got to be a, a nice advantage, I would think, for Nick Saban and his staff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that, that's when you're interviewing recruits, that's, you know, you ask them what they liked about, about the visit and, you know, usually facilities is one of the first things they say. Um, and, you know, with this kind of facilities arms race across college football, like if you've done it like in the past five years, you're already outdated in, in a lot of different situations. So it's important to stay up to date, be the cutting edge, you know, ha- have that cut type of cutting edge uh, amenities and facilities uh, available to for recruits to see. And, yeah, you know, just having, uh, you know, Dr. Ray and Matt Bl- or uh, David Ballou in place, um, that that's big, too. You know, I actually I, I was reaching out to some of the so I'm talking to some people that are familiar with them, you know, just from a kind of a, a recruiting angle. Um, I, I talked to our Indiana writer on 24 seven sports and he said he doesn't know a recruitment that uh, David Blue wasn't involved in in his time in wow. Indiana in terms of, you know, when they're on campus speaking with uh, the strength and conditioning staff. Um, he said he was a, he was a very valuable asset for them in that regard. Um, obviously, both of them were at IMG Academy. I reached out to um, to Trey Sanders, dad and, and Evan Neal's mom, and they both couldn't say enough good things about them from their time working with them as well. So uh, I, I think that's going to be an important, um, you know, duo to have on campus this weekend. And I, I think it's, they're going to open a lot of guys eyes in, in terms of their approach. And, you know, that's, we are talking about, you know, what the schedule is on junior day. I'm sure that's going to be a part of it in terms of, you know, having these guys sit down with them and, and kind of go over how they're going to, you know, develop them in that program. Yeah. It goes from being sort of a sense of reassurement, that you've got the successor to Scott Cochran in place to something that you can sell at even a higher level. Now, when you combine Mm -hmm. the science center to go along with this duo that Nick Saban has put in place to largely oversee this next step in sports science and strength and conditioning for the Alabama football program. It is daybreak here on the built by Bama online podcast joined today by Hank South recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. So if you had to sort of point to kind of the the headliners, so to speak, uh, for this junior day from a prospect vantage point, who would be a couple of the guys that you would really sort of single out in that regard? 
Yeah, I think it starts with Mario Williams, and I just mentioned him a minute ago. Um, you know, wide receiver is such a need position in, in the 2021 class, um, and he's one of the best in the country. And I think it's interesting with him is this weekend um, he, he's a uh, He's actually a baseball player. He's a baseball prospect, and he's hoping to play both sports at the next level. And so, I believe he, he's, uh, you know, going to look into the baseball program while he's on campus. That's at least what he said he wanted to do when I ta- caught up with him last. So, I think you kind of lead it off with him. Like I said, Dante Thornton, another top receiver that that's on offer watch. Um, Deontay Lawson is coming back. Um, you know, it's always important to get your your commits on campus as many times as you can, especially this time of the year when when other schools are trying to get him in on visits as well. Getting him back on campus is important. And then a really interesting name that he was supposed to be on campus uh, for junior day in February, but he got sick um, when he started driving down and he, he turned back home. Still got an offer. Uh, he, he talked with the staff the next day. They still offered him. But um, his name is Raniria Dilworth. He's a linebacker from North Carolina. And, and this guy's tape is, is pretty impressive if you haven't watched it yet. Um, he claims to run a 4340. And, you know, you know, we see a lot of recruits claim to run 4340s, but he he looks like he runs a 4340 <laughs> on film. Um, but, you know, he has a top five right now. Alabama's in it and he's actually looking at making a decision next month. So um, he'll be in. A, this is his first visit down. So it'll be an important one is, you know, Georgia's trying to get him. North Carolina's trying to get him. So uh, I think he's a really intriguing guy as well. Now, Hank, one of the few commitments Alabama currently has for the. 2021 recruiting cycle is quarterback Drake May out of North Carolina. Been a pretty long time commitment at this point, but there have been some rumblings of late that perhaps home state North Carolina could be making a real move for the UNC legacy in Drake May. Where does that kind of sit best you can tell at this point? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just kind of a one of those wait and see mode things. You know, it's it's kind of nobody really wanted to say it throughout, you know, the fall. You know, I, I think the season obviously distracted a lot of people and, and distracted Drake May from recruiting as well. But you know, as the season came to an end in football, and then as the season came to an end in basketball, I, I think he kind of you know took a step back and not not I'm not saying he decommitted. I think he took a step back to kind of you know reevaluate the recruiting sure. process and kind of see where things stood. And, and obviously, you know. He committed prior to Bryce Young flipping from USC. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I, I don't think you know, he did an interview with our UNC site a couple of days ago at a seven on seven event and said, you know, he's still leaving the door open for UNC. You know, he didn't really know how they were going to play under Mac Brown uh, when he committed to Alabama last July. Um, and, and obviously, you know, he has a lot of love for North Carolina. Like you said, he's a legacy recruit. His family went there. His dad played quarterback there. Um, so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of interest in North Carolina. I think there always has been. It's kind of the same way with Bryce Young and USC. You know, he, he kept saying he's always going to love USC, but he just thought, you know, he had a better opportunity at Alabama. Um, but we'll see, like, you know, what Drake May is going to decide if he has if he thinks it's it's. You know, he talks about wanting to see the quarterback battle this spring. You know, does that mean if Bryce Young starts, is he going to flip? Is he going to decommit if Mac Jones, you know, is the starter? You know, it's, it's a lot of wait and see. You know, we're not really sure how he's going to uh, he's approaching all this. But it is clear that, you know, North Carolina is still pressing for him. He, he still looks to be listening to them. And, you know, other schools like LSU, um, you know, Clemson's talking to him. So um, it's going to be one of these recruitments we're going to have to track. I think, you know, I, I check in with his his camp a lot. I talk to his dad a lot. I uh, talked to Dre, you know, weekly and, and you know, they're, they keep saying they're excited about Alabama. They're, they're saying all the right things. So, you know, we're, we're keeping an eye on that. Um, and, you know, we'll just see where it goes from here as the, you know, the, the quarterback battle, um, you know, goes through this, this spring. Yeah. Last week we talked about sort of the wide receiver 
tight end situation looking ahead to this 2021 cycle for Alabama. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball this week Um, and a specific area over there that you have some interest in, I think is the cornerback position. Talk about kind of how that's shaping up right now with this group. Yeah, it's a strong class. And, I, you know, I think it's an important year. Obviously, you know, Sertain's going to make an NFL decision after his junior season. Uh, Ronald Williams, you know, he has a great year. His first year at Alabama, he could technically be a one and done type guy. Josh Job, maybe if he has a standout season. So there, there's kind of that up in the air as far as where they're going to be. So cornerbacks, uh, a need position. And, you know, it starts in state. Um, Jaquincy McKinstry, the, the number one player in the state on the 24-7 sports composite. Um, he's been a, a longtime target. I think they offered him two years ago this spring. So he, he's had an Alabama offer for a long time, recently got a basketball or uh, the opportunity to play basketball at Alabama. And, and that's something that's really important to him. He wants to be a, a dual sport guy. So, you know, he, he's a guy to watch Bama's, um, you know, going head to head with Al, uh, Auburn and, and Clemson for him. But, you know, I think Bama's kind of set them up themselves up nicely for Jaquincy McKinstry at this point. He's really close to the staff, really close with Carl Scott. He's been there a dozen times. So um, we'll, we'll see where that goes this spring. But th- they're definitely in the mix there. And I think an, another really interesting name is Jordan Hancock, who's a, a cornerback out of Georgia um, that visited for junior day a few weeks back. And he actually uh, kind of said Bama had the edge in his recruitment over Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson. So um, he's one we're watching as well that maybe will shape up to be a Bama-Ohio State battle. Um, and then last but not least, you got to mention the number one cornerback in the country, uh, Tony Grimes out of Virginia, another guy that's had a Bama offer for, for over a year now. Um, he's supposed to get back on campus this spring as well. You know, Georgia's kind of had some momentum in his recruitment. Uh, I think Clemson's in it as well, Texas A&M. So there, there's a there's some high level cornerbacks Bama's going after, and uh, you know they got they lost Latrell McCutcheon earlier this week to a decommitment, um, and, and so you know the door's open to to get uh, you know to get some guys on campus and kind of show them that need and kind of you know where they fit into the picture of the 2021 class and you know how important of a piece they could be in that group. We talked about the uh, the possible uh, the possibility of Drake May having interest in home state North Carolina. You mentioned McCutcheon decommitting. Just a few commitments for this 2021 class, Hank. What is the stage you would guess of commitment panic <laughs> among the Alabama fan base? And what would you say to those folks that are maybe uh, stressing out a little bit with a ways to go in this process? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's getting up there. Um, I, I think, you know, and it doesn't help when you when you see Clemson landing the number one player in the country and then him shutting down his recruitment and getting a Clemson tattoo. And, you know, obviously <laughs> you, you, you look at the other programs and but uh, and, and, you know, there's there's a little bit of sense of worry. There's only two commitments. And then, I, you know, lost McCutcheon early this week. So uh, th- I think they're currently number 30 in the country in, in, in the recruiting rankings. Um, Georgia's 27. I think they only have one commit in their class or two commits. So um, I don't think it's time. I mean, oh, yeah, it's not time to panic. I'm not going to say I don't think it's, it's definitely not time to panic. I think this year with that February dead period, I think that really kind of you know, created this, obviously there's a lull in recruiting um, across the country, but, you know, without any visits, without anything really happening or developing, I think it's kind of created this bigger sense of worry, um, you know, maybe among the fan base, but, you know, the the junior day is this weekend. Um, They're going to get all those guys on campus. It's going to be a a big weekend. And then if you kind of look at that, 
you know, looking forward to the rest of March. I mean, there's several five stars set to visit, you know, starting in April, the Brockermeyer brothers are going to be back on campus for their official visit. And so, you know, it, 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 I think it's way too early to, you know, hit that panic, panic button just yet kind of let the spring play out. Usually we see Bama, you know, get a guy or two early in the spring and then get some more big guys in, in the summer. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's just way, way too soon to be concerned. No panic for us at BamaOnline.com, not with not with site publisher Tim Watts and Hank South doing their thing covering Crimson Tide recruiting. By the way, uh, you got to understand, too, with events like junior days and things like this, lists are subject to change when it comes to visitors, both in terms of addition of visitors and subtraction of visitors. So with that in mind, you absolutely want to keep it locked to BamaOnline.com throughout the weekend. The Roundtable, the premium message board there with us at BamaOnline.com, undoubtedly your top destination of choice throughout this Junior Day weekend. Hank, as always, appreciate the time, my friend. Have a great weekend, best you can anyway. Definitely. Thanks, Travis. You too. There he goes, Hank South. And with that, that's going to do it for Daybreak on this Friday. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. If you don't mind, Give us a subscription to the podcast there at Built by Bama Online Podcast. Also, leave us a review, maybe a rating while you're there. That would help us out as well. For Hank Sal, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again, and have a great weekend, everybody.